0: Sorry. How they say, what's the secret to longevity? I'm gonna take you. Good loving. Number one, God. Number two is good loving. Find you a companion that you can fuck every night. Oh my God! A he's lick. He's a well, damn. Welcome to a complicatedly misunderstood hour. A co
1: and the doctor production.
0: Welcome back to another complicatedly misunderstood hour. It's your boy, C.O. This is the CMH episode eight. It's going to be a two part episode, something that I ain't never done before on any show um, that I've narrated in the past. So um, what I'm going to end up doing, it's got like a two part feel. First part going to be something light, a little bit of character, some laughs, some fun. And then we're going to jump into something that's more deep. I won't say dark, but I mean, I really don't know um, how it's going to go. But it goes to something that my boy um, Mario was talking about on a couple podcasts about people listening and being touched by what you had to say. And then taking it to that next level. And in this case, a good friend of mine, somebody I actually call a brother, been knowing this guy now for shit about 15 years. Actually, we met in Korea. Um, he said that, you know, some podcasts that I've done at the beginning of CMH and then leading up to where we are now have just opened his eyes and got him to thinking about what he needs to do next to get to the next phase of his life. So I can't wait to uh, have him call in. And, uh, yeah, we're going to chat about that. But well, before we get into the seriousness, <laughs> I just got to fit, bro. Like, y'all got to be with your boy for a minute, man. Like. Bro, I'm fed up, man. I'm really fed up. So in this <laughs> in this week's complicatedly or completely misunderstood segment. Simply put, why not make enough? <laughs> Is that completely misunderstood or complicatedly misunderstood? And for me, it's completely misunderstood, bro. I'm completely blown by why we're living in times like this i now listen you know i don't have my own business but i definitely understand business principles right so the law of supply and demand okay we don't have to have a microeconomics course here right we don't have to talk about that but here it is like Aren't these businesses just tired <laughs> of going through the same stress when it comes to not having a product that everybody wants? If you a sneakerhead, y'all know what I'm talking about, bro. I just want to scream <laughs> right now. <laughs> bro, I'm big mad I'm hurt. Boy, your boy CO is hurt. I'm cut deep, man. Like, I've been a sneakerhead since, God, let's, let's call it like 13. Twelve thirteen is about the time that I got my first real pair of, you know, shoes that had some importance. Um, I might have been in seventh or eighth grade, but they were like Charles Barkley's, you know, like, and that put me in the shoe game. And then from there, it was just uphill. <laughs> I just wanted everything. Um, Griffey's would be in there and then, like, got into the Jordans and you know it, you name it. So today was one of my most nostalgic releases that i had way back in the day and i just wanted to feel that again bro the og penny one 94 95 season bro come on dog like what at that time in my life man i'm like 12 13 pushing 14 whatever may have you those are like shoes that are like you're like very instrumental to my <laughs> my pre-teen going into my teen years like When Penny hit the scene, like, people just lost their mind about how another big guard since Magic Johnson was playing PG. And he just had his own flair and style, and then everybody loved little Penny and so on and so forth, bro. So I had those joints. Man, I wanted them damn shoes a day. I had people at my work trying to help me on sites. I had my own stuff set up, multiple iPad, uh, phone, you name it everywhere. Unfortunately, you didn't hit this time. Your draw wasn't selected. Next time. Sorry. You name it. Then the bells rang out. I make a post <laughs> on the book and I just simply stated like the soup the shoe game is so trash and that is all. And then I start getting comments on that and then people hitting me up personally telling me, "Yeah, I missed it too." And I'm just like, "Who's winning all these fucking shoes, dog?" Like I'm tired of the bots, man, and I'm not, I'm probably just venting, but it's some dude out there that got like 20 pair today, he about to upcharge, I was looking on all the resale sites, they $335, 400 the shoe was 170 dog, I just can't dis- disrespect myself by paying that much, man, and I'm tired, I'm frustrated, my boy. Last year was the Griffies. I missed those. nose, there were some other OGJ's that dropped the flu games, I think, Miss Don't Knows. And I'm just like, the shit's not fair, bro. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired. And it's just like, bro, like you start thinking crazy shit. I'm like, bro, like, I don't know, man. Just not let me go there. But I get angry, bro, because I don't want every shoe. Hype Beast out there pumping every shoe up. I don't want every shoe. But the shoes that I actually set, fucking reminders for and all this other shit and I really be locked in like just let me win those sneaker guys why y'all gotta be haters why can't I eat and this is coming from somebody who at one time had hundreds of pair of tennis shoes because I used to work your finish line in high school bro and that was a great place to work in high school for a exposure to everybody you meet everybody in the mall And I got a discount on the kicks and I stayed in some fly and fresh cause I worked there. But back in the day we had enough for everybody. I'm talking four runs from the tiniest little child infant all the way up to like two or three sixteens for the giant feet people. And then there was like four stores in each mall foot locker, finish line, um, champs. And, uh, what's the other one? Um, Oh shit. I can't think. Um, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, the urban store, can't call it right now to come to me when I ain't even thinking about it. Anyway, we had all them joints in there and each store had like two, three hundred pair from the smallest to the tight. Everybody ate. Why y'all want to keep getting people fucking hurt, shot, sometimes killed, y'all getting your property damaged? Like, why y'all want to keep going through that shit for shoe releases? Just fucking make enough and, and deflate this fucking resale game. But if that ain't enough, because I'm going to just get off the shoes for a minute. If that ain't enough, let's stay completely misunderstood. (laughs) But why do food places do the same shit? (laughs) Like real shit. We survived the spicy chicken madness from Popeye's a couple years back, right? But that was mayhem. People fighting, lines wrapped around corners, uh, people reselling spicy chicken sandwiches on fucking craigslist and every other crazy site like what bro like real shit this sounds retarded (laughs) excuse my language we're not supposed to say that word no more but i'm just fucking frustrated if i know that i'm about to put out something that everybody wants, that's all i'm selling son ain't no regular chicken no more until the wave dies down it's spicy chickens for everybody that's all we got son we, do, we don't have nothing else. Can't get no two-piece. Can't get no strips. Bro, we got spicy chicken sandwiches until the wave is over. That's it. I'm making a, I'm making a judgment call as a manager. That's what we're doing. Because I'm not about to have my, short startup, my, my, my store shot up. I think somebody shot up a store for spicy chicken sandwiches, dog, back in the day. Back in the, the craze a couple of years ago. The reason why I even bring spicy chicken sandwiches up, bro, because twice now twice now in the last month bro okay because i thought the wave had somewhat died down i then pulled up to two different spots wanting what's hot pulled up to wendy's wanted the strawberry frosty dog pulled up to them cats hey man we've been out of bags for like two days i'm sorry my boy we got chocolate though i'm out the line dog peace fuck off my boy what what Y'all been out of bags for two days? Come on, kid. Then about a week after that, look, the Mexican pizza wave. It's got to be over, right? Pulled up on them. They got the damn, <laughs> they got like a sign on the damn, like, uh menu board that you order from in the drive-thru. Like, a piece of paper with the sign is covering the number. So, let's call it, let's say it's a number, 11. They got a piece of paper white paper over there taped there. there's like we (laughs) sold out to further notice like it like a like a bathroom sign is broken or something like this bathroom is out of order come on son really like why not make enough yo this is completely misunderstood to me ain't shit complicated about this one it's completely just make enough (laughs) like just make enough So, I blew my top this morning when I didn't get these shoes, and then everything just added up. I remember when I couldn't get a spicy chicken sandwich. I have not had the fucking revamped Mexican pizza, and I still don't know what the strawberry frosty tastes like, bro. And I'm sick and tired. All right. Moving on. Dig this, man. And I mean this, because we still ain't complicated <laughs> or completely misunderstood. Are we about to respect this monkeypox or not? Like, y'all just be honest with me. I, I can't even, I'm not here to front. I'm not here to, like, you know, make this the same type of craze COVID was and you give me some lengthy opinion on why the vaccine is this or it's not that. It ain't even that, bro, it's a simple question. Are we about to respect this or not <laughs> And to me, bro, like shit that I've been hearing is mad, funny, not about not about the actual situation when people catch monkey pox. But it's thought processes <laughs> of why people might sit the hell down somewhere, stay in the crib, chill out. Bro, I seen a meme, man, and I'm not okay with it. And I'm probably not quoting it verbatim, so I apologize for that. But the shit says something, to li- <laughs> something along the lines of this, bro. Y'all stay outside if y'all want to. But on the real, monkey business or monkey pox or any of that shit ain't going to have me ugly for all the rest of my life. And I just thought about that shit, bro. And I was like, I chuckled not because it was all that funny. Like, it didn't rhyme or no shit like that or have some, like, crazy quip to it. But I chuckled because I was like, when folks was no shit dying from the covid, bro. Right? They had every theory behind the situations. Okay? Like you know, it was a it was a hoax. Uh it was this, it was that. Um only a small percentage of people going to die. Whatever, 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 and we see we see to this day, still two years and some change, still going strong with COVID and different variants, and people still getting sick, and maybe we don't hear about a lot of deaths anymore, but people still dying here, and people took that shit for the most part lightly. Death, <laughs> like, like, hear me out, whole death, <laughs> right? <laughs> Took it light, son. Mad about the mask, mad about not being able to go out of so- go outside, mad about shit being closed down, you name it. Whole deaths, bro. But you will sit your ass down because monkeypox is gonna leave an after effect appearance. Leave you maybe scarred up, make you ugly for, you know, a certain amount of time. You gotta deal with You know, the virus, like, leaving all these ugly bumps all over you (laughs) so people would rather sit the hell down for some shit that you could very well recover from based on, you know, previous vaccination histories and whether or not you've had, you know, certain strains of certain viruses and this, that, and the other. Um, A lot of fucking variables. But moral of the story is, more than likely, you're probably going to live But when we didn't know shit really about what COVID was going to do and how it was just taking people out and why. And we just seen the death toll spiking. Motherfuckers was mad and tried to still get in these streets. (laughs) But you're going to sit your ass back. (laughs) Because you don't want to have these pox on you for maybe the rest of your life. Bro, this is wild. Now, that's complicatedly misunderstood for me. Shit, shit that can kill me. Right. And I'm not saying monkey pox can't kill you, but shit that, that that is really able to kill you. People was just like, man, fuck this. I want to get out, man. I can't do this. Da-da-da-da. Mad at the government, mad at businesses, mad, cussing people out. Your business is trash. I ain't got to wear no mask. Da-da-da-da-da. Whole death now. Monkeypox make you ugly you got to deal with the ugly sores and fight that off nah man i'm sitting the hell down bro i'd rather be <laughs> i guess the i guess you could say i'd rather be dead than ugly jesus is that where we are yikes <laughs> i don't know man like uh that's something that just had me thinking a little bit and i couldn't help but to wonder what's y'all thoughts on that is that shit complicated Or is it completely misunderstood? Because that one is complicatedly misunderstood for your boy. Okay, man, so. You know, I'm trying to still catch the wave on this individual journey. So first and foremost, like I mentioned earlier, I appreciate you, Rio, for constantly shouting me out appreciate all my guys in my text groups that are loyal supporters and um listening to the show every time i drop um i appreciate that uh appreciate my co-host on not see on the doctor who listened to my last show and then kind of had <laughs> you know his first leap into what he's doing now as an individual thing when our times don't work um And so he dropped a few words with the doc, and he was basically recapping my show, giving his own insight. So I appreciate the support. Support matters. And the reason why that's, you know, something that's important to me is because indirect links happen often, and it can be through, you know, mutual support. So through Rio, I've learned about a new podcast. I respectfully disagree cat out of Kentucky named Adrian dropping absolute fire and my boy been at it for a minute because he already got like a hundred plus shows but he and I like was hitting each other up back and forth and you know he you know basically had done a show about the preacher that I talked about on the last app and I was blown away because I hadn't even heard like you know the this clip that he played and I'm not gonna steal his his content or his material, so y'all go check it out. But it gave me more insight on the mind of that preacher. And I was like, yeah, I knew I was in the right lane when I when I was kind of talking about like flashing and how the congregation is 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 really looking at him. And and I really don't know. Maybe his congregation got a whole, you know, lot of money too. I highly doubt it. But and I'm talking about it was two preachers I talked about last week, but I'm talking about the the flashy preacher that got robbed. But he had a whole other perspective on that. So y'all go check him out, man. Uh, but it's dope just to have support. And it's crazy that already, <laughs> this like a week after, you know, I didn't met a new podcasting uh, compadre, I would say that. And so I'm locked in on his pod. Uh, he said he was going to give me a listen. And it's not even about that. It's not even about you listening to me and I listen to you. It's not even about that. But it's just dope that in this space that content creators can find each other via mutual people. And then, you know what I mean, maybe end up being some of the biggest supporters. So uh yeah, you know, just, just check him out. So I respectfully disagree. He got some crazy ad libs, he got some crazy like buttons on his soundboard. Dude is dope, man. So check him out. But anyway, where we are now, right? So like I said, I'm still trying to find my legs in this individual journey, right? <laughs> so um I'm kind of labeling this you know, the rabbit hole rodeo. And basically what that is, like I talked about last week, is every time I go and look on my Instagram or whatever, like I'm finding like crazy stuff or people like tagging me and crazy stuff. And then some of this stuff I'm like, yeah, this is too funny or this is too wild to not bring to the show and talk about. So this week I got a couple things to bring up. I'm just trying to cue everything up um and this is some wild content right like (laughs) some stuff that took me out just had me thinking about stuff and 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 everything in between so again throwing a little uh a little you know respect toward Rio Rio did a show I don't know Um, my therapist made me do this podcast don't quote me on his episode numbers but I'm gonna say it's like three or four ago When he talked about, you know, kids and how we may or may not have them thinking about us based on how we say certain things. Right. Um, Like the kids didn't ask to be here. And sometimes parents make them feel guilty for, you know, having them when they didn't have a choice and that type of thing. It was based off of a clip that a young girl got up and spoke to a panel. So. Like, I can't make this up. Sometimes shit just falls in my hand, like, you know, a script will write itself. So this popped up, bro, and I'm, like, like really, really, really blowed by this young lady. She's, uh, let's call her a young adult. She's probably, you know, uh, low 20s, 21, 22. She's somewhere in there. Um, She might be be a little younger, but check out her perspective. This is wild as hell. Here we go.
2: I took my parents to court for having me without my permission and I won so the court ordered them to give me $5,000 a month to cover my basic living expenses. Well, they went and had that appealed. So now, they don't have to give me any money and I have to go get a job. And I'm realizing, like, I don't have any work experience or any higher education. Nowhere is... Nowhere's paying me $5,000 a month. So how the hell am I supposed to be able to afford my bills? Like What? Ugh. Don't have children if you don't want to support them.
0: Yeah, y'all heard that like I heard it. This is a grown woman at this point. Who sued her parents and won for having her without her permission, <laughs> and won initially won. They the parents had to go and appeal it, and then I guess they their appeal was accepted, and now she's upset that she no longer is going to get five bands a month. So she asked for 5 bands a month and I'm guessing that's for the remainder of her life. You talk about entitled. You talk about someone who's really researched the system. You talk about somebody that now I can't help but to say is ungrateful. They had her without her permission. Bro, who makes, who
1: writes this shit, son? Who writes this?
0: If you don't want to support your children, then don't have them, end quote. Children, yes, when you're 35 years old and your parents are 55, 60, however old they are, you are still their child, yes. But you are a whole adult person. What are you talking about? How are you supposed to pay your bills? You have no job experience. You have no higher education. So it seems as if they have just allowed her to live in this steady state of we'll provide and support you until we're not. And maybe they drop the bomb on her. Like, yeah, this is getting old. So she may be older than low 20s. She just looks somewhat young to me. But that's wild. I don't know. I I don't even know what to say about that. Moving on.
2: So this is the one that I have. I met him in 2014, but he wasn't on the market yet. So in 2016, he was on the market and I decided to see if it was a good investment for me. However, the timing wasn't really right, so it wasn't until the beginning of 2018 that I purchased this one. I don't know the exact month or day um, that I purchased this one, but it was in the beginning of 2018. One thing that I love about this one is he can literally do anything, fix anything. If he doesn't know how to do something, he will learn that day um and i mean look at him but one bad thing one con about this model is he's taking a little bit longer than usual to upgrade to fiance mode Uh, so hopefully soon we'll upgrade to fiance mode but until then this is my boyfriend (laughs) haul all
0: right so if you haven't seen that i got to do some explanation for you to kind of come into the world of nonsense this is more sad disrespectful and just outright outrageous than funny though it has a tad bit of funny in it so she calls this this is a tiktok right and there's no names on here but this is a white lady and a black man right and she calls it her boyfriend hall and she's talking about a model that she purchased. So, so think like you bought a car or you bought something that has a yearly update model to it. You know, so I think the car is the best is the best analogy here, the best depiction. So she's ex- she's she's holding him and like kind of displaying him in like a Vanna White fashion. Now, this is a dude that's put together. It looks like he lift weights, that type of thing. Um, And she's. I can't help but to hear this in the light of like a auction for slaves. Like, I guess this is probably how it sounded in the 16 and 1700s when they brought the next slave up to be auctioned and they described what they were, what they were good at, what their talents were, what kind of maybe, you know, character they had, so on and so forth. And she's expressing it like that. And then she's saying, I purchased this one. Now, I can't help but to think I'm pretty sure she probably didn't buy this guy. I won't be that naive. But the way she's explaining it, like, I don't know if they're playing some kind of, like, evil get-out game or what, but this is not okay for me. And he's just standing there, and every now and then he makes, like, a little smile or he, as you kind of heard him go, (laughs) like that. But I'm sitting there like, what the hell kind of foolery Is this, and she's like the one bad thing about this model is he's taking a long time to upgrade to fiance mode. So I can't help but to take my mind elsewhere and to think like going once again going back to a slave auction. Like they probably was like, oh, this one can read and write, but this one can't. Like I I just see that type of thing. Maybe I'm lost in space here, but if you if you've seen this TikTok surface. I think you know what I'm talking about. But who would do this in the day and age that we're in? Like, this is this ain't it, bro. Like, y'all trying to, you know, get TikTok famous and clickbaited and whatever and, and get people to come to your page? So be it, right? But this ain't the move, bro. Like, this is disrespectful to a lot of people. And that ain't all right, man. And even though this is your own world and y'all living your own life, like, this type of shit right here, Ain't meant to be for real, like spread, um, posted, uh, shared, um, none of that, bro. Because that's this is just the wrong imagery for everything. Like this is not okay. Um, and yes, it has a lot to do with you know the races and how it's being you know depicted in the whole thing. This type of shit ain't okay, bro. Like you you setting the culture back with this one, my boy. That's just my thoughts on it i'm not even gonna cap and finally and i couldn't find this version without this comedian on it um uh yeah his his page is it's d lie uh i think that's how you say it i'm not i don't follow him so i don't know if that's how you say it but he's the one to be like (laughs) come get this nigga like what kind of did that dude so i couldn't find one without him um but this shit threw me for a loop This is another video y'all gotta see Man, the whole praise dance The whole praise dance For Britney Griner I gotta play it He's on it, but I gotta play it
1: I've been walking What the? With my face turned to the sun on the shoulder. What type of bone studs and harmony? Free Britney. Bullshit is going on here. Who was the choreographer for this bullsh... Hey, Laurie Ann Gibson! Mm-hmm. In my gun. Come get these! What do y'all think Vladimir Putin? Sitting there watching this shit and saying... The studs protesting. Man, let her go and give it a vape pins back to give all 17 grams. Mm-hmm. Rush ain't studding, y'all. Oh, I got eyes in the back of my head. Brittany and her cell saying, I do what I can. Type of sister act stud edition. Bullshit is going on here. Just in case I have to run. Get the running in place. What next? The million stud march. When I can. I can for my people. Take this shit down for they give a nine more years. When the clouds roll back in the stars. Bro, that shit is funny.
0: <laughs> okay, man, look. If folks just be doing stuff sometime. Chill out, man. Like, sometimes it's cool just to chill out. Like, chill out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, she don't need that right now. And, bro, like, you have to really see this shit to really put it in perspective, man. Like, they got the Britney-depicted female sitting in the chair. She's sitting in the chair, like, you know, with the chair backwards, and, her, and she's literally handcuffed, bruh, right? And she's, like, making an accordion motion with her hands like she's trying to break the chains. And it's, I don't know, man, it's 9, 10 women dressed in, you know, dressed in clothing, I'll just say that. Around her doing these dances and moves and, you know, they're running in plays 'cause because the song queued up running and It's like a whole praise dance you would watch in church. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ever been to a black church on Easter Sunday and everybody got, you know, presentations or, you know, if it's a revival week or something like that, it's a whole praise dance. And she don't need this, bro. Like, come on, son. Don't post that. Don't do Like, sometimes the culture, we just do too much. We do too much man please you know what matter of fact I don't have an individual page on my IG for CMH I think I might do that and you might you know you might just get flooded (laughs) I might just flood y'all with you know a whole bunch of you know uh, invites Uh, but I might end up making an IG page man and I'm gonna just have some of this stuff on here bro I can't make this up this shit is wild my guy so if you haven't seen the Britney Griner Praise Dance, please, oh please, check that out. So yeah, man, uh, give me a second. I'm trying to get Marty queued up. So that's uh, that's that's the end of part one, <laughs> All right? So I told you this is a two-part pod. The whole first half was going to be like, I hope y'all got some laughs out of that. And this second part is going to be more serious, okay? Um so, let's get him queued up and then we'll go from there. Yo, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you good. I got you good. Let me let me get the volumes together. Okay. All right, All right I think we're good. All right. So on the line, I have, like I said, one of my good friends and brother, uh, Marty Shorter. We go back like 15 years. Uh, we met in Korea, uh, hit it off immediately, been kicking it ever since. Uh, been through a lot together, a lot of laughs, some serious shit that do when we went together. Um, so it's good to have him on again because he's been on CEO on and the doctor before. We talked about finance, that pod, that was Wow, that's been a minute, and that's a couple of years back. Um, but, yeah, so he wanted to kind of do something unique via my platform, so he kind of wants to walk through a journey of him um, basically talking about things he suppressed, um, trying to discover the reasons that he needed to, you know, finally start speaking out about what's going on with him and uh, kind of just un- folding some of his trauma so uh marty without further ado welcome to the show
3: i appreciate
2: you appreciate
0: you yeah i got a hook uh yeah i know that you said you recently cut back a little bit but i felt like i needed a hook so this isn't an interview everyone this is really just two homies talking we having dialogue uh and so first and foremost man i'm gonna let you just open the floor and uh let's 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 just start from the beginning, man. Tell me why you felt like this was the place to start your your mini documentation of what's going on with you.
3: Recently I decided to start um, you know, check myself into counseling, I won't say check, but you know, keep counseling. Um because, you know, I guess uh, you know, over the past few years, you know, I really, you know, started thinking about, you know, life after the military. Really I'm starting to really, you know, getting into my last few pages of my Air Force career, and you know, here I am, really just wondering, you know, what it's like after the military. But you know, I guess the big thing is that um, I have a, always like have these walls and these barriers that uh, has affected all my relationships, and you know, it's, it's come to the point to where you know, you know, I don't want to die alone, so. And you know it really comes back to you know from my childhood, you know, I always say that you know I'm a orphan of the crack epidemic um my mother always battled substance abuse since I was a kid, and she still do today, even you know almost six years old and you know my father divorced um my mom and my father got divorced, and I was like wanted to, and he really wasn't there when I was growing up, and you know oddly enough like. We reconnected and had somewhat, somewhat of a relationship when I turned 18. And, um, he passed away in 2019 from, you know, alcoholism, of course. And it just, you know, ever since then, 2019, you know, I really, I guess, started to struggle with just trying to find out who I am. And, you know, trying to, trying to be better. And so, yeah. So, you know, here I am. So. That's a little I guess a little bit of cliff notes of of, of why, you know,
0: why um, I guess so walled off. Well, I mean shit, man, I mean that's heavy. Uh you know, I titled this show the complicatedly misunderstood hour, but ain't shit complicated about what you said. Like you mean you you, you express in trauma. It's 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 straight to the point. And I can understand like at different phases of your life how perhaps you're not ready to do that like you're not ready to open that door you don't want to open pandora's box or go down you know any of those like heartfelt and heart aches just talking about you know situations with your parents and that this and, and everything else and so you know being that we getting older you know i'm 40 and you in your mid-30s you know life starts to make make you feel things like I don't know if I've had (laughs) the midlife crisis yet, uh, but I definitely had, you know, my breaking point, and you are very aware of that situation and and how it affected me and where I ended up. Um, And so, you know, trying to be the precautionary tale, you know, I'll definitely start in my local base, local base being, you know, people that I conversate with and have real relationships with all the time and and talk to all the time. And so, you know, writing books and doing podcasts and stuff like that and talking about that stuff was for this purpose right here. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to reach somebody. And then in this case, to actually reach somebody that I'm actually close to and know very well. And, you know, we were just talking the other day and not putting too much out there, you know, about what we talk about in our groups. But I'm like, bro, it's stuff you was telling us that i even know and i'm like i don't think that you would selectively tell us things just based off of you know not having enough trust or loyalty but it's just like when you say you can be walled off and then we are now no longer stationed together like you kind of lose i guess you kind of lose that comfort to be able to just talk like how i used to come kick it at your house all the time or you come to mine yeah or whatever and so now we got group chats and we just be sending a bunch of dumb shit in there, talking and laughing and joking, but people yeah. might really be going through shit, man. So, you know, with that said, and not to just keep rambling, like, so have you actually had that first counseling session yet?
3: Well, not yet. You know, uh, it's tomorrow, and, you know, at 6.30, i on the uh, telephone, I guess. So. Uh, so I'm out here in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. So I guess they really don't have anybody reasonably close so. which is good you know um i guess I can talk to somebody and you know get myself fixed i guess fixed or is the word is just become more more open and honest and just become i guess less cold-hearted i guess yeah you know,
0: I can respect that i, I and i I'm, yeah. i don't want to cut you off but you know i will say this like let's let's not use the word fixed uh, and I know you kind of oh, yeah. you know you kind of like quickly changed the tune on that. But for me, like, I feel like let's get you explained, right? Like when I say it like that, it's like, we all go through things. We all have different journeys and there's not always like a diagnosis for what's going on. Right. And sometimes people look for that and need that from doctors. Um, but when you get in mental health treatment and you go into counseling, um, in cases like this, like, you just need to be heard. And so when I say let's get you explained, it's more so like the way you see things is embedded in what you went through. The way that counselor or provider is going to see things is going to be from a completely, completely honest space, or at least it should be, an unbiased space, least, unless it should be. And they should be able to somewhat connect the dots and helping you understand how you ended up to the point where you needed to say I need help. If we if we yeah. focus on that part of it versus like fixing yourself, I feel like counseling is always helpful. Um yeah. but if we if we if we look at it like, you know, like like most problems in our life can be fixed, Ie like hey, something going on with my car where well, you take it and get diagnosed, they give you what's going on, and they fix that problem. Therapy doesn't really fix problems. It makes you more one with them, A. So to me, like you, you, you peel back more layers of the onion, but then you become more wholesome if it goes right because I feel like you are no longer afraid of your truth. A lot of our trauma comes yeah. from being afraid of our truth. That's what I learned. And I won't speak with a broad brush and say that this is for everybody. But for me, like, I was afraid to talk about the things that I that I had been through or the things I had seen and all that because I was just like, now I'm like completely naked to the world. I'm vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in a yeah. way, I feel like protecting your trauma gave me strength. Like, yeah, I've been yeah. through a lot of shit so I can push through more shit. You know what I mean? Like. That's just how we raise sometimes, but so so what is what is your goal? I guess I'll ask that. What is your goal um, from from your want for this therapy? I know you said to not to be less cold hearted, but what does that look like for you? Like if you had to describe it.
3: Well, you know, I guess I guess for me is like I'm allowing I guess allowing myself to be more vulnerable, like, and because you know when when I started talking about feelings and stuff, I kind of like get a little emotional. all right, you know, this is a little bit too deep. Or, I you know, start to like, it just, it just doesn't feel good to talk about feelings. You know, I just like, all right, you know, if it's if it's something like a, like, you know, how's the game and stuff, or, you know, what about, you know, something like politics and anything, I can sit there and talk, you know, not get angry or passionate. But when you start talking about feelings and, you know, people in your love, and, you know, it, it just, it, it becomes harder. No, not to guess, crack up and cry, or you know, look look weak, or look um, I guess look um, look human. Eh, A lot of it is because like, um, like in my family, I'm like the I guess the one who keeps everybody together. I'm like the support, and I'm always have to you know help somebody with something, or really be that you know that foundation because uh, I've no, I've I guess achieved you know. A lot of success and i'm like the the one who i like, really worked hard and made it and and uh, it feels like it feels like i did it by myself and uh, you know and now i'm trying to help everybody else and nobody really try to help me
0: No, oh, that's i mean that's deep bro i i know what it's like to bend over backwards of people give people things uh make people feel like family and then, ultimately, you don't get that in return or they actually, you know, stab you in the back in some kind of way and the list goes on and on and on. So, I definitely can relate <clears throat> at parts of my life with what you're saying. Um, but to go back to how you said, like, you know, you know, talking about emotions will ultimately, over time, make you feel weak or um, put you in a situation where tears might come and and that type of thing. So, I'll say this to you, like... Is that something that, is that something that you didn't want to do, based on, you know, the stereotypical, you know, commentary about what we are not supposed to do as boys and men or black men or whatever, or is it more so just like, what's the point of crying, right? Like, it ain't gonna fix uh, it. Like, what's 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 your
3: view on that? It's, it's actually it's like a little bit of both. It's like you know, I, I don't want to see like weak he use my weaknesses against me. And, you know, crying really doesn't fix anything. It's like, you know, after I do like the more I cry about something, it's just not going to get done. So, you now I just suck it up, buttercup, and, you know. You know, shit got to get done, you know. You know if, you, if you're going to do something and you're you crying about it, you better be crying, while crying and trying to fix it at the same time.
0: Facts, man. And I tell you what, like, bro, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, like, over the years like sure you punch the air you mad tear might drop but that's like an anger tear so that doesn't count as crying but once i actually started getting help and i actually start trying to work through shit like bro i was like mad emotional so I'm like like i'm not even bro it is not funny like laughing at emotions because they real but i'm saying like when i say mad emotional man i'm like Bro, I'm watching parts of movies and, like, somebody then, like, overcame something or they persevered. Like, I'm tearing up and shit. Like, it's movies I've watched a hundred times. I have watched Rocky a million times. And it it's always like, oh, yeah, he's going to say oh Adrian at the end. But now I'm watching Rocky Ford 2019. And I'm like, damn, he really did that. Like, tearing up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm being one. Wow. With my emotions, you know what I'm saying? And that's so important yeah. because my next question was going to be, and it's not to, like, put you on the spotlight or do anything like that, but when is the last time, not counting, something that was, you know, ultimately sad, a loss of a family member or a friend, but when the last time you cried or felt that emotion and it wasn't connected to pure sadness?
3: Oh, man.
0: See? Uh-huh. That's, that's too long. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. That's too long, bro. It's probably when my um, friend's son gave me a a picture that says we're the Best Man."
0: Okay. Okay. And how did you feel about that? That was just like, damn, that's touching, right? Yeah. Okay. But see, like, those are, and I learned this in my therapy. Those are usually the good emotions that derive some type of, you know passionate feeling that we suppress too and we cover those in that same stereotypical thing like we too tough for that and I was that type of person right like I just shield myself off now I'm not gonna lie yeah there was times that even though I was hardened, you know a tear like I said might drop here or there but those tears I would force them to be angry tears like I think as a kid we can all remember like being so mad when quote unquote I'm using my air quotes you don't know what to do so you got your fist balled and you like ooh and then the tears (laughs) like I tried to have that type of emotion for every tear that I would shed and those were not the true emotions that I felt like sometimes and most of the time I just felt sad right like anger wasn't even in it but I couldn't allow myself to express that and I talked about this In my second book, about how, you know, I would then put that or levy that same type of stress, I guess, on my oldest son, not letting him express himself, and how I had to learn from that and let my youngest son. And it's unfortunate because the older one didn't get the same treatment, but I had to let him express himself. Like, I had to learn from first who I was and then what I did to my older son and not letting him really be in that mode to now learn with the youngest son that, look, I'm going to need you to be able to openly, right, work through yeah. all of the things that you might go through in life, not cut nothing yeah. off based off of a stereotype or societal norm. Let's say that, right? Yeah. So.
3: Now, how's, it, how's it going, like, with um, it's, the difference between the different?
0: You know, like, um. I call it age-appropriate conversations with my kids. So my son, the oldest one, yes, he's got memories of me being, you know, very passionate and, you know, very straightforward with him at a young age and demanding certain things of him. So I I would say this all the time. Like, I'm pretty sure I've given him a complex, some trauma, all of that. And as a black father, i got to own that. Um, And so as he worked through things, or he's not – able to come to me like I maybe want him to, I gotta realize that it was the same feeling, maybe my dad didn't act exactly like me, but it was the same feeling I had towards my father, right? And I still have toward my father. I love my dad, I love my dad to death, but if there's something going on with me, he's not the first person I'm thinking of talking to. But that's that's a childhood thing that has just, you know, continued to grow over time. And as I gotten older, it just got easier to just not think of him first when I need a um a perspective from a man or somebody who's got more experience from me or whatever it might have you. So yeah. with Ace, I try to correct as much of that now um as I can. Right. Like I try Ooh. to talk to him. And it's not always, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because that's not really connecting with him. You know, I'm really trying to let him know, like, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. I was broken. And being broken and trying to be a father and give you the viewpoints and the outlooks in life that I think are important came to you in the way that I experienced them. And so, therefore, I made you almost a replica of what I was. And I hope yeah. that you, you know, are able to understand that I was wrong. I made mistakes, not only just because I'm telling you, but honestly, because you can see how, and I hope you see this, you didn't want to be like me. So when you have the opportunity, uh, Lord willing, to be a father, if I put you through traumatic things, you realize that I did try to remedy those while you were still young and we talked them out. So that you cannot inherit those things. So with Jordy, I'm very, very like different. Very new. Um, because he's so innocent right now, right? And in a lot of ways I didn't allow Ace that fair shot because I just I tried to condition him and make him tough. I wanted him to be tough because when I was a kid It wasn't that I got picked on every day and somebody took my shoes and all that, but I wasn't a fighter, bro. (laughs) Like, so I I did all I could to avoid that shit, right? And that's that's trying to be funny, that's cracking jokes, that's uh, you know, getting in with the right people. So I'm like, well, at least I know these people got my back. All that shit. I wasn't the person that was trying to start shit or, or be in the middle of that type of shit. And stuff like that didn't even happen to me until I was older. But then I had a complex about it because I felt like, and this is no real shot at my father, but it's a little bit of a jab. Like he didn't condition me for that shit. He didn't teach me how to fight. He didn't. So those things were my insecurities and I didn't want Ace to have insecurities. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a smaller kid, you know, and I didn't want him to grow up like getting picked on and, you know, not knowing how to protect himself. So I told I showed him how to protect himself. Um, uh, And I was just hard on him and trying to teach him in a coarse manner when it came to sports and how to be tough and how to not, you know, don't be crying and don't be showing your emotions and don't let nobody ever get an upper hand or advantage over you because then they got you like, man, he was too young to fucking break down all that type of shit. That was my trauma, me trying to make him something that I was and I did or me trying to protect him from something I was like he he wasn't old enough to fucking be able to cycle through that, you know what I'm saying, yeah, and i I felt terrible, man, like I'm just like I didn't let him he very much had a childhood, right, but I didn't let him like explore childhood, put him in sports, yeah. um and you know the story you've been around for all these years, yeah. like you know <laughs> he, he ain't never really you know put a lot of influence into school, and so you know, he served a lot of punishments. <laughs> he got a lot of Good fucking verbal thrashings. He got some some pops here and there. Absolutely, you know. Um, but run a lot of heal. yeah, run yeah. the hill. Like a lot of this shit was not things that were to me conducive to him. You know, being mentored or being structured in a way that wasn't going to have him have some type of like impact, you know what I mean? And, and I didn't, I didn't even see it like that. Cause I seen myself, like I seen my grandfather, I seen myself, like I seen my father, like we were just tough, but we all turned out. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that yeah. to me is the wrong theory. Cause I was not allowing him to adapt into who he was and what he was going to be. So I'm much different with him, of course, you know, but at the same time, you you got to accept the good and the bad. And so that's what I just talked about, the bad, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the bad. Yeah. Like, And I'm not afraid to tell those stories, man, because it's when people shield their truth or only kind of dance around their truth that they are honestly not embracing that truth. So when you embrace that truth, like you can humbly apologize and I've humbly apologized to my son, you know, but I still think there's times when I'm like, you know what, he might not fuck with me on this, whatever this is, or he might still be like, you know what? Yeah, like I love my dad, but at the same time, like I keep him at arm's length and I got to accept that shit, right? I got to work through that shit because he's open about some things, but he ain't maybe open about all things. But perhaps I put him in that space. He's closer to his mom as I was closer to my mom. You see what I'm saying? So here I am trying to not give him that same fucking, you know, thought process in and, and the same way he got it. So look at me, right? I didn't, I didn't do shit different. If anything, I made the shit the exact same. So yeah. that's how that's been, bro. But, I mean, talk about – So so tell me, like, so – you said, and you said something was kind of somber in the beginning, and I definitely caught it. Um, but you was like, "You don't want to die alone." So, yeah. are you in a place where you where you think, you know, over the years, is that based on you pushing good people away from you? Is that based on, you know, like relationship failure? Shit hasn't worked out your way. Like, like, where where is that truly
3: based on? Well, yeah, just like you know, just pushing, pushing good people away because you know they, they, you know, women, they, they want to like really like you know get close and like understand like your heart and all this stuff. They want you to tell you that you love, you know, I love you and you know, stuff like that. And, and it's just like I don't know, it's just it's hard for me to say because you know I always have a like just like you know I guess it's really with my mom like. You know, she, in and out of my life my entire life. You know, she will be gone for like you know, a month and be there, you know, be at home for like you know a month and a half, and she's gone for like a year. It's just it's a constant like going back and forth. So it's always like when I see her, I was like, all right, you know, I love you, mom. You know, and then I know you're gonna leave in a few, so I I, I don't give my hopes up. And then, you know, a lot of empty promises and. And I just feel like you know I just just that like you know protect yourself from 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 the tears that you know that's never going to happen really so
0: yeah so man kinda... <laughs> Ever since i've known you you've been a bachelor right and we always joke about yeah. you having kids and you know being a football dad and all that and uh you know like without saying it cuz i mean i definitely can't put you on a different time that you own but I'm be I'd be thinking like well, man you ain't getting no younger like yeah. when is when is going to start cuz I mean I've seen you with my kids and like I already know you going you going to have those great father fatherly qualities you know what I'm saying but you always wonder about people like what are they thinking about uh what do they want to accomplish and you said something when we were talking offline that you said you that resonated with you because I talked about on one of my pods how I wasn't being very i i wasn't being very calculated in in the things that i was doing like i was really just checking shit off of a list so something come up oh i'm gonna go to school get my master's bet oh i'm gonna write a book oh i'm gonna write another book oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and it's not to toot my own horn but it was like these things were happening during that time and not giving me a sense of any type of a reward like damn that's great i wasn't even embracing the shit like Damn, I did that. It was more so like, okay, what's next? What's next? And it was in a space to keep me busy because I really wasn't quite done working shit out. And you said you was feeling something like that. You want to talk about that?
3: Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much you know, I always stay busy. Like, you know, uh, you know, I finished one thing, then all right, you know, I got to start this and I gotta start that. And, you know, by the time like, you know, some, you know, I finish a project or finish, you know you know accomplish a goal like it haven't even like cooled off yet and i'm already starting out. and now i'm coming to you know i'm coming to a point to where you know i guess like running out of shit to do like and it's like you know you come home look around and it's all right you know i don't 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 have nobody like you know telling me like oh shit you forgot to cut the grass well I, i'm not supposed to cut that <laughs> no, oh, you can cuss. I've bad. been cussing all through yeah. this
0: shit. What you mean? This is explicit. <laughs> so,
3: so, I, like, so, like, when I was younger, you know, the reason I like football so much was because, like, you can get lost in the game. Like, you're part of a, a team. But I always hated, like, you know, after practice because, like, you know, We're back to reality. you gotta go home. Yeah. yeah. Facts. So, And, you know, I always remember this one time where, you know how you like you have your shoulder pads and you have your helmets? You know, carry your past, right? Yeah. And I, I just remember this, like, I always said, like I like this, but you know, I'll I'll be the only one always carry my own past, you know. Oh, Although the shit. Other boys, have the dad carries the past. Yeah. See, and
0: and it be stuff like that that, and I and I'm telling you, man, I walk through these whole journeys, bro. Like, it would be stuff like that that a lot of people don't really understand the importance behind it right and that can make things very unclear to them about why you feel the way you feel about things or what you're really holding inside um and i would say all the time like i give my father all the props in the world we never missed a meal we never went you know without this that or the other i had nice things growing up um he gave me the introduction To the games that i would love football basketball Um, i had a good relationship with cousins and parents so he brought me around people but my dad was a provider more than a nurturer right and so i say that to say like i don't think that he would directly be like oh i can work or i can go watch my son but when you eight nine years old you can't help but to feel like yeah he'd rather go work than to watch his son and it wasn't like he missed every game or anything like that. He even coached basketball one time, one year, when our coach, like, just randomly stopped. So he he did what he could, but, like, I always say this. Like, my dad was an all-city guard in Indianapolis. Had the option to go to college, won city championships, had his names all in papers and clippings and cutouts from his high school career. But I always wanted him just to take me out to the court and help me work on that game. You know what I'm saying? Like go out with me and let's put up you know the crazy shots let's you know you set up the cones and have me dribble through certain things uh you know whatever i don't know um and i didn't get that and a lot of times when i express that you know whether it doesn't matter who i'm talking to who the audience they're like yeah man but your father was this that and the other and it's not that i'm taking away from that but it's just like like you just expressed with the pads there was something that was missing right and that's where I'm coming from with that. So I definitely understand that, bro. I definitely understand that. Or even if you carried your own pads and your father just had his arm around you and telling you it was yeah. a good practice or, look, man, I seen you do this or do that. Keep your head up. It's okay to make a mistake. Like, whatever the hell it is, you know, like, that's that's where I'm coming from. So I know the importance of that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, uh, we've been talking for a minute, and, like you said, you wanna kinda, you know, come on here, you know, throughout your 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 journey, um, in, in therapy and I think that's dope in itself. Um, so we, we get to kinda like document, you know, how you doing and um, where you're going in that and I'm I'm glad that you're open and, and honest enough to be able to do that. So I'm gonna let you control the frequency that you show up, right? So this is not something that we're yeah. gonna set a precedent to that you're gonna come every week or every other week but this is kind of you know your lane but it'll definitely be you know an episode each time you choose to come on here where the focal point is you and how therapy's going and you know what you're uncovering unpacking and what you're hoping to get out of that um so before we get off here before we we let you go like um if you since you start tomorrow if you had to say you already said, you know, you want to be more open and stuff like that, but um, do you want to, are you looking to um, somewhat start to change um, that dynamic about, you know, maybe dating, maybe getting into kids? Is that something that you see in, like,
3: your near future? I don't know. Like I said, I do want kids, but, um, you know,
0: we'll see. Still not rushing it is what you're getting at. Yeah. Well I mean it's yeah. it's old ass daddies out well, there. You you gonna be the forty five yeah. year old dad
3: <laughs> Well, you know Yeah, you know, I didn't say rush like a rush made uh, like me not rushing is probably to be like you know a year or less than that. Oh, I see. What uh, it's you like mean. you know. Okay. Yeah, it's like, you know, before no before you know before, well, you go, like, making, like, promises and stuff, so, yeah, uh, I'll make it awesome. you on yeah, You go, make awesome.
0: You gonna make me uncle. okay, because you gonna be the 65-year-old daddy that just no, got nah. graduated in high school. To... <laughs> nah, uh-uh. I'm 37. I, I
3: got to 43.
0: Oh, 43 I still got, got a few off. years <laughs>
1: on you. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I got, hey,
3: 40, 43 is my cutoff. I can get, I can get what, what, in four years, I probably get two. Oh, I said two.
0: you going back-to-back? Okay. <laughs> oh, Oh, okay, all right, man, we'll see. We're going to see, bro. So, I mean, I hope that we have a future where we, we always talked about being on boats and fishing and shit like that. So yeah. don't be trying yeah. to move clear across the country. I know you country as hell from the East Coast, Carolina backwoods, but, you know, okay. I, I hope I like that you choose it. something more centrally located, like San Antonio, yeah. Texas. <laughs> That's
3: where- we'll see. We'll see. Like, I got, uh, I got, what, a good 18 months? for you know, I, I pulled I pulled uh pulled the rug and you know Yeah, building, I'm right there with you. wherever I go? Yeah, where I go? I'm building a house. I'm putting down roots and you know,
0: that's it. <sighs> well, look man, this has been a pleasure, bro. I appreciate it. Uh my again my boy Marty Shorter's on the line. Uh yeah, I'm I, this is just amazing that I mean I, again, and I'm plugging another po- podcast. Uh, my boy Mario, uh, my therapist made me do it. I feel like I'm a therapist in the in this situation. But like he said on his last pod, Mario, I hear you. I ain't the dude that has gotten help and feel like I'm greater than thou now. This ain't that. But it's crazy how things happen, bro. Like I literally just listened to these podcasts, but almost back to back because I had to do some catching up. And this last one was about when, you know, people who've been through mental health and they have kind of gotten things worked out. They carry themselves differently, and I'm hoping I'm carrying myself in a way that is giving off positive energy, um, and this is somewhat giving me that vibe because, I mean, my guy wanted to actually do this, so this is about you, man, not about me, and I appreciate that, man, that you're using my platform to work things out and talk about things, and I'm here for you
3: always, bro. Yeah, that was, yeah. hopefully yeah. I hope that can inspire someone else to get out there and do it because, you know the way the, the way the stats are looking you know of so.
0: mental health in the black communities
3: specifically black
0: males bro staggering me and me and p did a, a podcast where he dropped the percentages of of increased suicides and things like that not too long ago and, and the numbers were astounding and it just got me i was like man i didn't even know it was like that and then being a person who was actually you know very suicidal had ideations all the time just living kind of reckless with how I was you know carrying myself like I can definitely see how that is um so I definitely can relate to that man so um the goal is always that tomorrow is better than not having a tomorrow it's always the goal so we gotta push through this and work things out and make sure we're there for each other one thing I want to say before I let you go because it's always taboo for some reason but males struggle with this man but I tell you all the time offline. I'ma tell you right now in front of everybody and, and whoever may download this, like I love you bro, and I and I want you to know that. So anytime anything ever get difficult or tough, you know this is real. We fifteen years in the game. So you can pick up yeah. the phone and call me in a in a heartbeat and I'm there. And now that you right down the road, like we already trying to link once or twice before our PCS, but I mean a flight to Albuquerque, bro, ain't nothing. So where whether I gotta come there, or you gotta come come here to escape for whatever, you know, you got somebody. Because I know you said it's, it's yeah. rough down there. And that's your second stint down there, right? Yeah. That mean, is. That's wild because that's that's not the place. <laughs> I went there once on TDY to play basketball back in the day when I was playing for Luke. And I was like, yo, this might be <laughs> this might be one of the toughest places to be at. So uh, definitely yeah. escape there as much as you can. Get in your truck, drive, see something, do something. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But you know I'm here for you. all right man well thanks for calling in bro all right one. wow so yeah that was that was something different um man i don't know mario bro i don't know what you're doing man but uh from where you are and where i am bro like the channels are linked bro (laughs) like so uh, let's go ahead and make that thing that we talked about happen. Let's create that. Let's create that space, man. Let's keep pushing each other. Let's keep making things happen, man. Um, and for all my podcasters out there, bro, and all my con- content creators and everybody who's just taking a chance on yourself, man, in his words, take that leap. In my words, go be you. Don't be afraid to be great. That's one thing that I feel like a lot of us, are afraid of, and it's not direct. It's not a direct thought when you think about, I'm afraid to be great. You'll never say that. You'll never bet against yourself. But the fear to do the thing that will make you great because what people will say, that's where I'm coming from. Don't be afraid to be great. And I know that one time I'm somewhat contradicting myself. I bet against myself when it came to this senior mass sergeant thing because I was ready to get out, and I made all of these different goals and plans and you name it I put all that out there because I really thought in my mind that I was set up and ready and I still believe that but I also believe in blessings and though I was initially upset like when I tell you I was upset like I was mad that I seen my name on the list I know that might sound a bit wild but this was not the time for that right like if I was going to make that if it was destined for me I felt like it needed to happen last year So I still had time to do my time as senior master sergeant and still retire on time. But they say, tell guys your plan and watch them laugh at you, and that's exactly what happened to me. So I got the rank that I got because I was deserving. I'm not here to pat myself on the back like I did it by myself, but I was deserving. It was my time for it, and I still had a decision to make. And that decision, though I felt it was made, end up being different and it wasn't because of the money and it wasn't because i was afraid and this and that but i just believe that you don't block blessings and that was a blessing this was a blessing and i had to live and see that blessing through and so this is what this next two years of military is about somebody out there somewhere is expecting me to do something as the senior master sergeant stripe and that's what i'm gonna have to do And that's where I'm living in, and that's the space that I'm in. So take that leap, in Mario's words, and in my words, don't be afraid of your own success. Don't be afraid to be great. It's been another complicated, misunderstood
1: hour with your
0: boy, C.O. I appreciate you. Till the next time.